0: I really want I'm going to push hard but I want you to name this episode when we need to talk about daily on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's see scorched Venus. <laughs> scorched penis. Okay. <laughs> scorched Venus. Yeah, scorched Venus, scorched Venus, scorched Venus. Hey everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the ExoSquadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Farentino. Yeah, and we're here to talk about Exo Squad Season 1, Episode 8, Scorched Earth, or Scorched Venus. Not Earth. Earth's, Earth's been, like, fucked up. It's Venus. It's just Venus. Scorched Venus. So <laughs> in an effort to try to bring a little more cultural context into the... Uh, into the show we've had a request to try to add a little bit more uh character like that into the show i'm going to give you all the background i know about this episode it aired on november 6th 1993
0: that was anyway. the saddest that was the saddest <laughs> context i've ever heard <laughs> that that's 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 it right now it, it like like start. An obituary <laughs> uh, I, was, I
1: was i was in fourth grade i think yeah that was pre pre oj
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was in Mrs. Jolly's class in uh, <laughs> at at uh, at, uh, at Elementary uh, or uh, Luggerswood Middle. So yeah, things were going good.
0: Uh,
2: was uh, ba- Battle Borgs was was big. I think uh, was the thing that was going on. <laughs> and, uh,
1: big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, that show ruled. <laughs> uh, That'll be the third podcast we do after the. Uh... Just after, the space, after the space above and beyond cast and the yes. uh, blossom cast probably.
2: Oh, dude, dude! I was all in on blossom. Blossom rules. Was that anyone? Whoa, right? Whoa, yeah, that was Joey. That was like, uh, yeah, that was like, uh, that was like the Thinking Man's Full House. <laughs> it, was
1: well a re- it was a regular Sex and the City. Yes, we'll do a whole TJF. TGI, <laughs> Retrospective podcast. Yeah.
2: I agree. I'm all in.
1: Um, Recapping with my man Mr. Coop. Mr. Coop, yeah. Uh
2: that the nineties was a really good time for like Has-beens adopting teenage like like partial families. Like, that was like what every show, that's like what every show on TGIF was. It was like, he used to be like a, uh, a rocket scientist, but now for some reason, three people are just living in his house.
0: Like, I will say the 90s, and it's been said that the 90s was a time when it was all on the table. All on you the know. table. Oh yeah, music, um, art, everything. It
1: was all on the table, man. No one held anything back. Oh, man, we were laying it out. So this episode, of, and this episode of X <laughs> so X is fun. just as a quick question before <laughs> oh, we get oh, into yeah, it, yeah, it before we explain what we actually do on this thing, um, do you think after this is all said and done that Phaeton will like adopt a partial family of like Chicago survivors, and it'll be like Phaeton and the like, fam or something like that? But
2: oh man, I would watch, I would watch the shit out of that that uh, that season. Like,
1: yeah. He'd give them head tattoos and shit. It'd be crazy.
2: You could you could call it facing the day, but it's P H A C I N G.
1: This is just gold. Why don't they just pay us for this shit?
2: Yeah. Hey, if Fox is listening, uh, I'm available to write that show.
1: And I'm available to watch.
2: Yes. She's, a, she's an orphan newspaper delivery girl. He's a disgraced metahuman dictator. <laughs> together, they're facing the day.
0: <laughs> oh, man. so I want to pitch this show that's like, you know, it's like facing the day meets Family Matters. Yeah. <laughs> I want to pitch the next generation show So, ExoSquad the podcast, what happens? Hi everybody, welcome to ExoSquad the podcast
1: <laughs> Okay, so we should probably uh, recap this
0: episode <laughs> Episode 8, Scorched Penis Phaeton gets his penis too close to the stove <laughs> It's that old story with the farmer and the uh, don't have sex with my stove Sorry, that's from, that's from Facing the Day That's Facing the Day Yeah, that's episode Wildlife. 6
2: this, Yeah, this, this week on Facing the Day prequel ExoSquad Uh <laughs>
0: By the way, have you noticed in this episode that Draconis calls him Phaeton? Like he doesn't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> right.
2: The, the The level of incompetence of the Neosapien generals like flies in the face of everything that we're told about the Neosapiens, right? Like they're the smartest. Like they're smarter than humans. They have better eyes. They're better. They're better hearing. But like those dude, like Typhonis, Draconis, and the other guy, Shiva. Shiva, like never get it right like are never ever even close to like catching the Exo squad
0: well there's a lot of like it like draconis is like trying to like keep he's trying to prove to Phaeton how good he is at his job he was like then he'll see how great a general i am <laughs> well, you know he's very like in, they're all insecure well there's yeah a,
1: there's a great thing with that where he's like they're like three E-frames that show up on the radar, and he's like, I will destroy those E-frames, then, then Phaeton will see how good I am. And it's like, dude, Phaeton just like fucked up the Exo fleet like an episode, or I guess a year ago. Like, you have to do a little bit better than that. That's
0: just but like li- three dudes. I'd like to think that, th- that the flaw that was bred into the Neo-Sapiens was insecurity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we bred them to have a lot of self-doubt. That... And yet be narcissistic at the same time. That kinda plays though
1: with Zenobius, right? <sighs> yeah, they were all crossed with Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh, oof. I just don't know if the graph shield will work.
0: <laughs> That's Woody Allen. <laughs> so so last episode, the <laughs> the <laughs> Marsh and Deleon and Diana are headed towards the sun. <laughs> um which is apparently a ton of people have been headed towards the sun. So you gotta think maybe like i don't know a hundred thousand people a million people have incinerated in the sun oh <laughs> easy yeah you know so they're on their way it turns out uh marcel was was not there i thought he was on the ship but he wasn't there but <laughs> so he, he beats up the two pilots who are have flown away who we never see again because i think marcel threw him out the airlock you are not authorized to be on the bridge perhaps this will be sufficient authorization What is this? I believe it is called a hijacking. Traitor! (laughs) I did not wish this to end in violence.
1: I mean, he brutally beats them down. Like, he throws one guy into the console, he gets shocked, like, to death, and then he uh, just backhand... The the backhand punch thing? Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) so good. I'm a sucker for that every time. (laughs) Especially Um, when
1: he's like, I don't want, I did not want this to end in violence and just fucking like crushes
0: the dude's face.
2: Rips those dudes a new one. It's awesome. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. And Diana's like, let me explain. (laughs) So this is the big, the big part of this episode, which is one of my favorites so far, is that Deleon wants to kill Diana hard, (laughs) like and he and JT's like I should go help her. She's suffocating. And De Leon's like Don't waste your breath. And Marsh is like yeah, Okay. Like that's like the that's one. That's like the first time. And there's like six more times he when he tries to kill her throughout the episode. It's just like
1: it's just like Cheers with Sam and Diana, except Sam was trying to kill Diana the whole time.
2: Yeah, because he definitely when they're like fixing the frames afterwards, they're you know, like well, we better put two seats in. Why? like two seats in for everybody and then Dalian's like or we could just say adieu like
1: <laughs> bon voyage to the collaborator
0: <laughs> like you just, so, you could just say collaborator <laughs> so then Marcella picks them up and and Marsh goes good to see your ugly face and then Marcella goes good to see your ugly face so they so they have jokes they have humor like yeah. the, the New she, don't have any flaws other than being insecure J- JT's eyes they do it
1: like a close up of his face when like Marsala says that and his eyes look like someone just like killed a kitten in front of him right then he's like I don't know what to do it's the yeah, ultimate like,
0: comeback he gets jokes now
2: <laughs> there, there are some unsettling images of JT Marsh like when he's uh, when he's trying, when they're trying to get captured and he's like I think like you know we need to get caught that might be a job you troopers might just enjoy. And he looks like crazed. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got some issues. I think the Naredi thing's really wearing on him.
2: Yeah, he, he hasn't really recovered from Naredi, nor will he. Or uh, mentioned so her well, name. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: Alice. Her name is Alice. Let's see. So meanwhile, you know, Nara's gone a wall trying to find her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the squad is looking for nara bronski's in <laughs> so this is another part of this episode that's wonderful bronski's still in Deleon's frame and de Leon's frame is sassing the shit out of bronski <laughs> and that's you know so um what is it uh bronski says something to the effect of like like I've, i'm taking a huge chance and then the frame goes a more skillful piloting would make luck unnecessary. I know Lieutenant Burns went down somewhere around here.
1: Incoherent instructions. Please rethink.
2: I thought this piece of junk of Deleons was supposed to be able to uh, spot a fly on a horse's butt from twenty miles. Any luck, guys? <sighs>
0: I'm lucky just to be alive in this walking computer bank.
2: More skillful piloting would render luck unnecessary.
0: Hey, what? Listen, you. I, I feel like a quail.
1: Not surprising. He gets shot at at one point. And he's like, I feel like a quail. And <laughs> yeah, the, the, the frame's frame just like, not, not surprising. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who made this frame?
0: <laughs> Like I, I, that's my favorite character. Just the frame, <laughs> <Daleon's> frame. <laughs> it's like, it's like a murderer with a sassy frame. It's just that could be the show to me. Yeah, that's a real it's heat just... vision and Jack right there.
2: Yeah, it's interesting too, like the way the Exo Squad operates without JT and Alec, because like everyone just follows Torres. Um, there's all there's almost no. Uh, Like uh, drama at all. Like everything is fine except Bronski can't work that frame.
0: But there's this (laughs) great part where uh, Torres uses her laser sword. Yes, and just like just just like lights. I love laser swords. They're the coolest. (laughs) They're so fake. They're the coolest fake weapon of all time. And she just (laughs) like laser swords this DOE frame. And I think like Takagi or someone's like, did I just see that? And she's like, you know it, kid.
2: I am just too good. Uh oh! I didn't know those wirings could move like that.
0: Was that what I thought it was? You're clear, pilot. Yeah, <laughs>
1: just like goes off. I love, I that love that they're awesome. as excited to see that as we are. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like high-fiving and shit. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Well, well, that's one thing that I think is really cool about ExoSquad is, like,
2: so, like, you know, like, cartoons in, like, the 90s and 2000s, there was always, like, a kid character, like, like who, cool, like, the kids could identify with, so it would be, like, and, by the way, there's this, like, you know, troop of scout kids to, like, help out with everything, but, like, um, <laughs> without that, but without, like, ExoSquad... They can't really do that because it's a war show. So Kaz is like the voice of the uh, of the viewer, and as a result, yeah, he says things like, "Dude, that totally ruled," because uh, it did. It
1: totally did. Hey Bronski, check out those moves. Check those moves, Bronski.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Some guys need to practice.
1: I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kid, I can stop any time I want.
0: <laughs> it's the only way I can feel. Yeah.
1: Um. I'll feel with you, Pilot Bronski. <laughs> Bronski in the frame.
2: You used to say nice things to me, Operator Bronski. Shut up.
0: <laughs> All right, so, so Marcella rescues them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah so marcella rescues them uh they land and the people and the rest of the people in the container and lands them in the middle of a storm on venus everyone goes off to some abandoned factory and they're we're told they'll be fine um (laughs) which they won't be diana keeps trying to um you know tell dale uh marsh that she's changed sides he's like no i don't think so you're, you're not fooling anybody here. What about her? Do you trust her? Keep an eye on her.
1: Can I help?
0: No. We finally meet uh, Dr. Algernon, who's working with Zenobius on the graph shield. And Algernon's an interesting character because he's very, um, he doesn't really know there, there's a war going on. He's like he's, totally apolitical. Yeah, he's just like I just want to do my science.
1: Also, in the if we made the ExoSquad Squad movie, he'd be played by uh, oh god, I can't remember his name. Bandersnatch Cumberbund, uh, Bennett Cumberbatch. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: that yeah. Guy. His yeah.
1: face. I actually wrote Bandersnatch Cumberbuns because I couldn't I think of his had name it right
0: the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: he has the most angular features, and that like everyone everyone else is like less than him kind of uh, attitude.
0: But I think it said that Zenobius is like an alpha. Neosapien. Yeah, he's an alpha he's, Neosapien. He's bred for intelligence. So that, that means there are some that are just bred for announcing, like Stentor. You know, <laughs> I am your announcer, Stentor.
1: <laughs> he, he just, he's like a. Or Sierra a f- to be a star.
2: Just saying, between Stentor and Xenovius, only Stentor has hosted the Amanda Connor show, but both of them have not made the graph shield. So <laughs> I'm, giving St- I'm giving up to Stentor on that one. <laughs> well,
0: it's, well, like, Draconas keeps saying, like, what good is the human? Just kill him. That'll teach him a lesson. Which it <laughs> won't. That's not how lessons get taught. Yeah.
1: Well, they're also bad parents because they have no children, so... <laughs> but they can apparently we'll eat just, grass So go figure we'll just murder the people That'll teach them Yeah Your child is misbehaving Murder him Teach him a yeah.
0: lesson um, So meanwhile Nara gets to her house And finds her parents are dead And there are graves there And they've been buried And she sees a message from her brother James Who tells them where they're hiding
2: Nara, I hope you find this James came so fast there was nothing i could do it was like that all over venus they couldn't kill us all so they're trying to starve us out burning the crops they're like the earth locusts we used to read about
0: anyone they take prisoner is taken away i don't know what happens to them but i grew up on this world and i'm not gonna let the neos take it from us
2: we've organized to fight them nara you'll find us at the snake tree that's
0: right Place where we used to hide when we were kids. The Snake Tree. I guess anybody could find that. <laughs> but, but he's just like we're at, the, we're at the old Snake Tree, the place we used to play as kids. Like, yeah. Either she knows it or she doesn't, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're just telegraphic <laughs> at that point. Um, James also, I th-
2: like, is supposed to be like 15 or 16, and he has the best like
0: smoker's voice, like ever. I have no idea how old he is. Everyone calls him kid, but he's like. I don't know, 25, 15? I don't know.
2: Yeah, because he's, cause he's younger than
1: Nara, and Nara's young. She's yeah. like 23, 24, probably? Yeah, maybe. She has a murder teddy bear, so she can't be that old.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like she's like fresh out of the academy.
1: The academy?
2: <laughs> the EXO the the <laughs> school or whatever?
0: I don't know. It probably says EXO in front of it. All of our classes are outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mean- meanwhile... So JT, Deleon, and Diana are like trying to make their way back to somewhere. They're trying to get to the graph shield. And I think, what is it? JT has Deleon working on the E-frames will he and Marsala just like play Pinochle or do something. Yeah. They, he literally just teaches them how to give a thumbs up and that's it. Yeah. And then he's surprised <laughs> to get it, the thumbs up. Like it's a close up of his eyes. He's like, oh, thumbs up. <laughs> um, and then, so they're talking about how they're going to go on and, And uh, they have to retrofit one of these stolen Neo E-frames to fit two people. And (laughs) Deleon's like, why does it have to fit two people? And JT's like, well, you know, unless anybody has plans to kill her, you know. And Deleon's like, well, I'll do it. All right, we got frames again. But we still must modify them to carry two. Won't it be dangerous to take her with us on the mission? Can't just leave her here. She is a traitor. Yeah. Well, unless someone has plans to execute her, I suggest we just get on with it. If you really mean that, I ah! Neo's. <laughs> yeah, and he he literally pulls out a gun right when he says yeah, that. he's he's like ready to go, and like clearly JT's not gonna kill her. <laughs> and he's just like, no, it's a joke, man. <laughs> relax, uh, relax. <laughs> but then yeah. the Neos show up. JT and Marcella and and uh, daily on escape, but Diana ends up with the Neosapiens in their custody. She convinces Draconis to, you know, that she has valuable information about how the exosquad is going to destroy the graph shield, which is very exciting. You demanded to see me, Terran. You have one minute.
1: I am an agent for the
0: Neosapien Command on Earth. Tell me something interesting. You have 30 seconds.
1: I've discovered technical information about how the Exofleet plans to attack the Graf shield. I must see the scientist in charge of Graf.
0: That is mildly interesting.
1: I work for General Shiva. He'll vouch for me.
0: Shiva, this Terran claims to be your agent. She claims to have information about an attack on the Graf shield. Then what are you waiting for? I have my hands full with Earth. Take it to Zenobius.
1: So, when do I get to see
0: Zenobius? When I decide, and not before, kind of ends with with uh, JT and Daliana and Marcela getting picked up by Nara's brother, and
1: they're going to trade him yeah. for uh, for food, which introduces a really interesting equation because he would trade three exotroopers for three months of food.
0: So just start thinking about that rubric a little bit in your head. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. On many levels. One, that the Neo-Sapiens have been burning the humans' crops and starving them to death, and they're all skinny and emaciated, which is kind of weird to think about, look at it in the cartoon show. And that, two, that they have a contact enough with the the Neo-Sapiens that they're fighting each other, but yet they can make trades. Yeah.
1: They can call them on the phone and be like, sup, man? Tell Sheevs I got some troopers.
2: Doesn't the BS say something like, what are you doing at this frequency, human?
0: How did you get on this frequency, Terran? Never mind, Neo. Just give Draconis this message. I'll trade three exo-fleet troopers for enough food for my people for three months. What? Are you crazy? No! <gasps> three troopers for three months' food. And all the exo-troopers are eating, and they're like, we're eating their best food while these kids are starving. And Dalian goes, it's no cordon bleu.
1: <laughs> I will never not laugh at a uh, on French thing. They're always so, like, just shoved in there.
2: Cause, and they all... He takes on, like, a tinge of a French voice whenever he does it. Like, yeah. like, like everything else is strictly, like, like normal cartoon voice, and it's like, hey, cordon bleu.
1: Well, it's, it's like in uh, Lord of the Rings, that old thing about how everyone speaks perfect English until they say Mordor, and then they all become like crazed
0: Murder. yeah yeah like, it's like a not at all like that like a hispanic news reporter like <laughs> i'm reporting live from the scene it's jorge Quiroga. <laughs> <laughs> can i
1: just point out like two things i loved about this episode point them out well one aldrin painting uses using his like htc vive or uh his oculus rift headset which is pretty awesome when they come yes. in, and, and Zenobius is just like, I, I don't understand. You're painting a picture that I can't see. And he's like, it, it's, it's like a VR headset, dude. Like, it's not fucking like, it's not crazy. Just put the headset on. You'll see it.
0: <laughs> professor Algernon, what's this? What are you doing, Professor? Painting a picture, of course. But, but no one can see it, except you. My dear
1: Zenobius, no one except I could possibly appreciate it. Okay, so I have this weird—this popped into my head during this episode, and I like to think of this episode as a story in Three Hanks, because you can tell three of the major plot points of this story in Tom Hanks movies, okay? <laughs> just, just hear me out here, okay? Would you. So first, you have Marsala goes into the cockpit of the, uh, the tug and basically pulls a look-at-me-I'm-the-captain-now moment. Right? From Captain Phillips. Takes over the thing. Which
2: checks out. Checks out.
1: Okay. <coughs> Next, Marsala's piloting the tug down to Earth, and he's he literally says, oh, everything's fine. There's a storm here. They get hit by lightning. And he's like, the lightning knocked out our controls. We're gonna crash. And he, he sullies that shit. Captain Sully. That's two. And then we get a great shot when they're running from the Neo-Sapiens, where they're swimming under the swamp, and you get that Saving Private Ryan bullets whipping through the water years before that movie. So... Boom, three. Three Hanks, one episode.
0: Yeah, that's a very... <laughs> I'm with you. And that, that whole sequence where they're shooting at them under the water is amazing. And it just made me think about how great animation is. Because, you know, if this is a live-action show, you're on... You know, you have like 10 standing sets or whatever. And anything else you do outside of that is extra. But in in a, in a cartoon show, you can go anywhere and see anything. And I love that we're finally on Venus. And that's, that's a cool sequence where they're... You know, under the water. Yeah, but but I love that. Yes, I love that you thought of Hanks's, and I was thinking of Castaway when the thing gets hit by lightning. <laughs> so again, every another Hanks. So four Hanks.
2: See, See I was <laughs> thinking of uh, you've got mail when Diane and Draconis got together, and it was <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're that girl that we uh, have been getting messages from, who I really <laughs> like. Oh, but you're human. I don't like that at all.
1: Yeah, um, you're a collaborator, which I yeah. like, but
0: also a human. Traitor, the collaborator. <laughs> Bread for one purpose. To to spy on us. But <laughs> whose idea was this?
1: Here's the thing. If the humans were trying to spy on them after the uh the revolt, that wouldn't be a half bad idea to have Traitor, the collaborator.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, my big I don't know, my big takeaway was how often Deleon tried to kill uh <laughs> Diana in this episode. That was kind of amazing.
1: Yeah. No. Well, it does the thing, too, that, like,
0: Can't get it's, over it. it's not
1: always, like, an external danger that's going to get them. You know, sometimes it kind of says, like, there are going to be some times where it's going to be them, their own personal feelings, um, like how, De, you know, Deleon's big thing is intelligence and security. So, he she's a risk. He doesn't want that, you know? Uh, Napier <laughs> and Rasala Killing
0: and talking in French. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I wish I had a guillotine. <laughs> i don't know why he became like gambit from the uh x-men cartoon
0: what now what i mean i think where we are in the show now, we're like past the opening you know first act the opening whatever you want to call it and now it's like a, a show and it's it's this is going to sound cr- crazy talk but it reminded me kind of, of game of thrones which is like oh this is going to be like an epic show about a war and it's, you know, I think it's in the next episode, but they d- definitely get the feeling like, oh, we're we're in a war. Like, this isn't, like, every week, like, the Turtles versus Shredder. You know, <laughs> this is like a huge sprawling war epic. Yeah.
2: And, and it sort of kicks off with noretti's death where, like like, the beginning part is, like, setting it up and, like, getting everything together and, like, getting everyone like, in the same place. And then, like, once this mission starts, it's, like, on. Like, everything from here on out pretty much has consequences on, like, subsequent episodes. Like, very, very, like, the next episode is, like, a straight-up, just picks up right where the last one left off, and we're uh, we're off to the races on Venus.
1: You know, it's, it's really interesting, and, in, in like, in the sense that, you know, again, we'll have great moments of like you said, it's not like, oh, no, Shredder's trying to steal the goo. It's it's basically, it's a through line. It's one of the interesting things is that when you actually look at the uh, the episode lists for the show, there will be, you know, groupings of episodes. So, like, this is part of the Veil of Doom quadrology, I guess. And the uh, the Fall of the Human Empire is the first part. This is The Veil of Doom. And eventually we'll get into, like, The Heart of Darkness and all these great, great, like, literary-sounding titles, which is literally a literary title.
0: Where can people find these episodes? Have we talked about
1: that? <laughs> so, they on, they're on iTunes, right? You can purchase them, I think, on iTunes. They used to be on Hulu. Definitely Google Play, right, Ryan?
2: Uh, you can get them on Amazon. I'm not sure about Google Play. But you can. But it's bullshit because you can only get Season 1 on Amazon. And Season 2 rules. So,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> So know if you're listening uh, right into Amazon and iTunes and your local congressman to have season two available.
2: Yeah. If Jeff Bezos is listening, please
1: put uh, a season two on uh, on Amazon. That would be awesome. Yo, yeah. JB, hook me up. Yeah. You can, yo, so. you can find, I know at least you can find a lot of them on, uh, you know, and I'm saying this like touching my nose like a high sign. You can find a lot of them if you do the right searches on like YouTube and Vimeo and like daily motion and stuff like that
2: yeah like if you type exo squad episodes into youtube <laughs> yeah they pretty much come up
1: <laughs> exo squad we'll be back in a moment hey everybody it's chris here just want to pop in for a minute and say thanks again for the positive response we'd love to hear from you guys uh we got a couple of questions sort of asking about our background uh how we got into the show why we're so into this show what's wrong with us, the usual stuff. So yeah, we're gonna have like an hour or two, maybe like special at the end of the season. We're just gonna like chat about the show, kind of how we got into it. And if you have a lot more of these questions, we'll answer them then. It's one of these things that we all kind of like randomly found out we were way too into, and it's been a running uh, theme in our friendship that we've had for a long, long time. So, yeah, keep those emails coming in to exosquadgoals at gmail.com. Tweet us at exosquadgoals on Twitter. The more questions, the better. We'll really dig into it and give it the time it deserves. But thanks so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So, rate, review, like, share, all that stuff. Take it easy. Talk to you soon. No, you hang up. Bye. Now, back to Exosquad.
0: Who are you guys' as MVPs for this episode?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it up to De because he has like a really good line and like a really good line, uh, when he's, uh, when, before he gets sold out to the Venusians,
1: uh,
2: when, when JT's like, these people are giving us everything we have. And then De Leon slams down the food and just goes, I don't take food from children. It's not exactly cordon bleu. These people are starving and yet they're giving us the best they have. I don't take food from children. He's awesome because he's like ready to kill Diana at like a moment's notice, but he's not gonna take like gruel from kids. Like he's a solid dude.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's definitely a guy that like you know operates on a very professional and very well constructed moral compass, as kind of he, fucked up as that is.
2: He has he has he has like a code, like
1: yeah, <laughs> the samurai code of killing Diana's. <laughs> <laughs> um shit man I'm, I'm torn uh i'm gonna say mine is well okay i'm gonna i'm not my mvp but i just want to say nara does one of my favorite things in the episode where she gets hurt to her family's farm and she like literally picks up every piece of anything she sees and she's like oh this rock this rock was james's
0: That's... these paper clips were <laughs> on my father's desk
1: <laughs> my grandfather's paperweight you know and it's like i could have just my mom's vibrator <laughs> future batteries I would... Phil, I found you. Oh my god! Actually, so when it's very contextual, so it's not named character, okay? And this is this is stuck with me since I was a kid. I'll tell you that when the Resistance first saves uh, JT and Delian and Marsala from the Neo Sapien attack, uh, one of the, like the high speed like or whatever they're called, the purple E frames is really just going after them. Okay, after they spent like half the episode rebuilding these E frames, and they get blown up in a second. So the Resistance jumps in, grabs them, flies away. James goes, and he puts, like, a satchel charge on the shoulder of the E-frame. Oh, yeah, it's like a yeah, like a mine. And he says, this is for my parents, in his great smoker's voice. There's a shot, before the thing blows up, blows up. of that pilot with his, like, rocket arm, kind of, like, looking over at the thing and trying to, like, like, like knock it off his shoulder. Like, clawing at it. Like. Yeah, like... Like, way too desperately for a children's cartoon. Like, he knows that if he doesn't do this, <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Which drink? The beer or the... Anyway. But, yes, that moment, and I, that's going to be my MVP, is that Neo-Sapien, because that moment has stuck with me from this show, like, forever as, like, one of those... You know, because you see that happen, like, um, I think there's a movie, Dracula 3D, where there's a Dracula, a Vlad Dracul, who punch, goes to punch a dude... And it goes like a you know shot of his fist going through the air then a reverse shot of like the soldier's face screaming and then he punches the guy's head off and it's just hilarious and this is like horrifying it's just a throwaway thing but it's kind of it's kind of remarkable you know
0: I was going to say it's like saving private right when they stick the sticky bombs on the tank
1: yeah the guy's like I got it like another another Hanks well same Hanks as before but a different part
2: they uh they get um as like the season like this is this is we're sort of starting to get now to where like Exosquad has kind of stretched out and is like ready to, to like do like what it was designed to do. Which is like the the violence from here on out gets really intense. Like like that scene is really messed up. Um and a lot of the fleet stuff we're gonna see in the next episode is like pretty nuts. Like a lot of people die on screen.
1: Yeah, I mean even personally, like yeah, again, like we mentioned before, when you see the survivors of this famine they're like skeletons they're you know they're showing some real hurt and not like cartoon oh you know my cobra fighter jet got blown up it's like these are humans
0: well like so the Neo-Sapiens have killed people by shooting them into the sun yeah and starving them to death
1: <laughs>
0: along with torture along with torture and uh...
1: well, there's a, there's a throwaway line it's 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 a real throwaway line but it's actually kind of horrifying if you think about it when uh, they're on the tug and Diana goes to, you know, JT and uh, Deleon and he's he's like, don't you want to know why I did this? And they're like, whatever, shut the fuck up. And she's like, you know, they said if I helped my family that they they wouldn't be executed, they'd just be exiled. Well, I know better now. And she's basically realizing in that moment that her family that she was doing all this for was shot into the sun and, and is dead. And she has nothing to live for anymore. I, I need to talk to you.
0: <laughs> you just save your breath, traitor.
1: I wanted to save my family. They were captured by the Neo-Sapiens. If I agreed to betray the Resistance, the Neo said my family would not be executed. They'd only be exiled to Venus. I thought it was the only way I could save them. <laughs> now I know better. Can you forgive me?
2: Soon, it won't matter one way or the other, dude. I never thought
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little heavy, yeah. No, it is. I... I'm not ready for that. That's wild. <laughs> um,
1: and you think Delian would be like, you know, <laughs> you're having a sort of existential crisis, <laughs> but
2: yes, we're, we're, we're all going to die one day, some <laughs> of us, some of us this day.
0: <laughs> Croissant. To my MVP is my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my new favorite character, De Leon's frame. Yes, is is, is my favorite character. So. I think that's the right choice. De Leon's frame is awesome. Yeah, uh, solid my MVP. Um, yeah, no, that's it's very like that's that's why I think it feels like Game of Thrones is because there's this stuff very bleak and dark, and you almost after watching it you don't feel like. You can really recover from it, <laughs> like, you know. You're like, ah, oh, that I just don't know why I watch this show.
2: But it has that it has that Game of Thrones quality too, where it's like it's not judgmental or like it's it's not like it's not like excited about how violent it is. It's no. just like matter of fact. Like here's how shit is. Like in Game of Thrones is kind of that. Game of Thrones kind of loses that in the beginning. But in the beginning, it was like, no man, like. If you were in the Middle Ages, this is what happened. Sometimes
0: you just get stabbed in the face. Like, Yeah, yeah it's like, this is what happens in war. What did you expect? Ten-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. Did you want...
1: <laughs> I heard you liked Animaniacs. Do you like Genocide? <laughs> you guys got anything else on this episode? We said early on that they're on the string of every episode being stronger than the one before it. And... Uh, I think that this one is definitely just a really strong episode. Like uh, this and the next one combined are two just amazing episodes.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to piggyback. I don't want to piggyback off Chris's point too much, but like, I definitely remember as a kid that like, I don't take food from children line as being like pretty intense.
0: (laughs) I don't take food from children. I'll shoot her.
2: I'll do <laughs> right now, oh, 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 I'll kill that! I'll kill that bitch straight up.
0: Yeah. Like, so, so how
2: without...
1: how old is that child? Like sixteen? <laughs> is that is that an adult here? Because I could kill her. Or yeah. for the rest of yeah. us.
2: Yeah. Is is Venusian like age of majority different? Because it's like <laughs> the Wild West. That's like space Australia.
1: It's a very yeah, it's a very white planet. Are there kangaroos on Venus? Have we seen them? I, I assume.
2: I mean, it's it's obviously Australia, right? Like... Yeah, he, he's wearing an
1: Outback hat, and his name's James. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah.
2: James Burns.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I didn't even think about that. She's Nara.
2: Nara. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Oi, Mr. Prime Minister!
0: <laughs> Next week on ExoSquad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, guys... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
1: fuck it, The, uh... And then the bullfrogs were what ended them all the uh, okay well so the next episode is episode nine you can't stand it I know you planned it it's sabotage um, <laughs> we come out with a new episode every Saturday so uh, you can find us on iTunes Stitcher Google Play almost everywhere we're SoundCloud uh, so please subscribe, like, rate, and review. It helps a lot. Give a shout out to us on Twitter with the hashtag goals. Email us at exosquadgoals at gmail.com. And yeah, you know, I'd like to thank Eric Calderon for our intro and outro music. It's just the best metal cover. You can find him on YouTube. Check his shit out. It's fucking great. For Exosquad Goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy.
0: And I'm Chris Ferentino.
1: Are there any heroes in this company? No, no sir.
0: sir we, we
1: got stay. it yeah it's pretty good pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i tried to yeah i tried to fuck you up a little bit whatever
2: we, we get we got we, we powered through it
1: <laughs> bye, bye. see you later
2: Nine hundred calorie dose.
1: <laughs> Boy, they committed the space genocide. <laughs> Tobias, <laughs> they shot a the four-legged didgeribangs into the big other thing. <laughs> it just turns—it's man. They're like a car away from Mad Max on that planet.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Except in the hover, yeah. That dude, space Australia rules.
1: My, Nara's frame has two giant wheels. It's kind of a dune buggy oh yeah it like rolls sometimes doesn't it it does i don't it's very selective i don't know why you put that i guess uh, for landing but it's a spacecraft so go figure yeah the, the the
2: physics of this show i would not say are the most mature but uh but they understand
1: pretty... they can control gravity so <laughs> hey there's yeah that.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean if you focus gravity you can make lasers i don't
0: yeah